Welcome to the Top 5. This is a podcast where a group of friends discuss our top 5 favorites and different topics, including movies, television, video games, and comic books. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey all, welcome to Top 5. What up? And today's today's topic is Top 5 Tom Hanks Movies. Oh, Tom. And we're basing this off of his movie, like the actual movie, and not his acting. Uh, different list when you're talking about his acting. Uh, I am Frank, and we have... John, what's going on? And... Joe. That was so basic of you. <laughs> usually you got to throw something extra in that i got to turn down later on. <laughs> and lastly... And Squeaks, and yeah. I will be the judge. Squeaks is our judge. Yes. Not an easy job, as John just found out in our last recording. Yeah. Judge <laughs> Judy. Oh, oh you wish. Man, probably making ass. some money. She's got her own plane. It's a G5. It's not like total G6, but still. Uh, it's a G. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'll take the G1. It's better than my 2003 Beetle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through our top fives, um, each of us, and then we'll go through our ones. Jonathan, or sorry, Squeaks will make the list. Um, any questions before we get started? Any kind of. Nope? Okay. And we'll have two minutes to each make our arguments. So I will go first this time. Um, my number one is, <laughs> is Catch Me If You Can. Uh, fun, oh, you know what? Hold on, sorry. Before we go, let me just, we go through all of our top five before. Yeah, that's my right. bad. Oh, my sorry, bad. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was right. me that was Jumping too again, excited. So I got Catch Me If You Can, Apollo 13, Saving Private Ryan, The Green Mile, and The Terminal. And then, John, what do you got for yours? Ooh. So I got The Green Mile, Forrest Gump, Castaway, Catch Me If You Can, and The Terminal. Nice. Uh, same Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, Green Mile, Catch Me If You Can. Cast it. All right, so who wants to start? Me. There you go. Okay, yeah. Frank. So, um, put two minutes on the clock, yeah? Go for it. All right, you're number one right now. Okay, Catch Me If You Can, starring Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Walken. Um, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. It. Um, I love the cat-mouse aspect of the, of the movie where it's, it's a mutual friendship between a villain or an antagonist and a, and a protagonist and really the antagonist is Tom Hanks and he's actually just a cop an RFBI guy trying to do his job um, and uh, it does star Leonardo a little bit heavier but that's he's they both do phenomenal acting in it that's a side thing uh, it's based off a true story uh, off of uh, Frank and Carl Hanratty Hanratty is uh, who Tom Hanks is playing um, it's a period piece takes place I believe in the late 60s and uh, they do a really good job of showing that with the cars and the clothing. Tom Hanks and his men, they have that real classic FBI look with the black brim glasses, you know, nerdy kind of glasses, not sunglasses. And um, and just the, his his acting in it, even the way he says, like, Hanratty, he's like trying to, he's like always repeating his name and stuff like that. It's really good. Um, I think it's a really good story. It's one of his, if not his, most rewatchable. Um, and I think that should be something that we, we can test on here is what it's rewatchable, you know. Um, it's a, um, let's see, it's a good ensemble cast. We have really good supporting characters that come in and out because in the story, Leonardo is bouncing around from career to career real fast. And in that we do get memorable, memorable piece, people in each one of those positions. I mean, we even have like Elizabeth Bank comes in for just a second to show him how much checks look like. And here she's a big star now, but it's just a little moment where she's in there and it's like, it's somebody you remember still. That's how good it is. It's it's a really good cast. It almost feels like it could have been directed, like a version could be directed by Coen Brothers, but it's, it's Steven Spielberg. Um, just a good classic movie that I could sit down and rewatch any day of the week. It's really good. Okay. So yeah, that's what my right. two minutes. Pretty close. It's time. 
Nice. Uh, John, we'll have you go next. Starting right now, two minutes. All right. My number one is The Terminal. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, The Terminal from 2004, where Tom Hanks plays Victor Noworski, who is a guy from Krakosia who uh, takes a flight to... Uh, I think it's in New York. In New York, yeah, yeah. Or Chicago. I think it's New York. Yeah, it's New York, because the Big Apple. So he takes a flight to New York, and while he's there, his country uh, goes into war, and they're no longer recognized as a country, so he can't actually enter the city, so he's stuck in the terminal. So he has to like learn how to live in the terminal, and this guy doesn't speak any English and doesn't have any money and stuff like that. I mean, he has very little money. Uh, so you see like he teaches himself English. He finds himself a job under the table. He like proves his value in a, a trade. Um, and along the way, he makes a lot of friends and develops his relationships and uh, kind of betters the people that are already, the people that work at the terminal. Um, it kind of brings them all together, makes a family out of everybody there. Uh, yeah, betters the terminal all together. In the end, everybody, they, they were kind of wanting to push him out. And in the end, everybody except for the antagonist wants him to succeed and they're trying to help him along his way. Uh, so it's kind of an underdog story just to prove that uh, in a bad situation, anybody can still strive to you know, achieve greatness, I guess, or, or reach their goals. Um, really good movie. It's all carried by his acting. He plays. I, you could be halfway through the movie before you realize you're actually watching Tom Hanks because he's such a good actor. Very true. As, in the beginning, he doesn't speak any English, and it, you watch him learn English, teach himself English by reading uh, two different books and or watching friends. No, reading friends. No, he in yeah. English and and in he's reading a language. tour guide book about New York, both in his native tongue and in English, and yeah, comparing them to that's us. That's what it was. Yeah. Was he also watching Friends? Friends is because it takes place in New York. They talk about Friends in one of the chapters. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So. That is time, John. Cool. Cutting you off. Good argument, stuff. Yeah. All right, Joe. Two minutes starting now. It I was suck. good. I suck at these. Yeah, oh, my God. I don't like about the movie. I don't like this part. Uh, I'm going to go same forever. <laughs> the big okay. potatoes of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't like the talking. I don't like the talking. <laughs> I just want to be here with you guys. Uh, I like same forever, Ryan. Uh, Good movie, uh, great cast. Um, it's sad because I know you probably haven't seen it. Actually, Actually you have because I let you borrow it. This was like two <laughs> years what? ago. I still might have this movie. This was like two years <laughs> ago. You probably do. I have to rebuy it for you. Um, so yeah, um, I'll buy great cast. It for you. Uh, probably one of the best uh, World War Two. Yes. Yeah, World War Two movies. <laughs> Looking at me longingly. <laughs> no, here's the history guy. I'm like, this is World War II movie. Yeah. Also, also directed by Spielberg. Yeah, anyways, One, two, so Iraq, far, all of these by Spielberg. It's a great, great movie. Uh, Battle for the Alamo. Um, what else? Tell yeah. us a little bit about the story itself. Like, what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be... Uh, Tom Hanks is in uh, Why is you know, uh, Easy Company. Uh, it's not Easy Company. Something Company. Uh, they gotta go... Uh, Save Private Ryan. <laughs> you know what structure of the movie, like how it flows. Does it flow why, well? why are they going to find this one? So that's the downfall of Terminal, I think. Well, hold on, I don't want to do that. Because they, uh, they get an order. Because uh, they're a mom. So there's a, there's a guy, his name's Ryan. And his uh, he's got brothers in the war, too. And his mom ends up getting like these letters saying that uh, the other brothers have died. Mm-hmm. And there's like, what, four of them? Three of them? I don't know. Oh, yeah. And he tries to. Like, Keep him alive. Right? Yeah, so basically, so, okay. they're like, uh, we're going to feel bad sending the mom all these letters and have all her kids be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, so we got to go pull them out. And uh, so 
she can have at least one son. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they so uh, his name doesn't die off. Yeah, it was used back in the day. And then they uh, so basically Tom Hanks's crew gets time the, gets the order you to go save Private Ryan. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wow, you guys peaked like crazy right there. <laughs> all right, so uh, five minutes is the debate. Right, it's the judges. Okay, yes. you could you can have us debate, ask us questions, whatever you want. Um, no, I don't want to ask questions. Well, I want you guys to obviously tell me why one's better than the other, but don't tell me so much about the movie. Just tell me why your movie's better than theirs, mm-hmm. and um, you're gonna have to sell me hard because I don't never seen Catch Me If You Can and Terminal. What? So, you suck in life. He never this saw this movie until like two years ago. So why uh, this is why I thought I'd be a good judge because then I'm just totally yeah, basing off argument. Okay, okay, let me so let me let me let me make this one Ryan, quick point. I think of sausage. You still party. have my movie. <laughs> you still have my movie. I, I so that says a lot. You probably keep watching it day to day. Yeah, and I just want to throw this out real quick, just for, so our fans know. You have not seen Mad Max or Waterworld yet. Uh, I've seen the second new Mad Max. No, <laughs> I'm talking classic Mad Max. That was so loud. That just shows you how much not a cinephile yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So Have you seen ahead. Jurassic Park? Uh, which one? <laughs> That's not the right answer. <laughs> no, I'm not just kidding. So he's uh, likes video games and Disney, right? So kinda... Private Ryan, I think of Sausage Party. Why does that make you think of because Sausage Party? Because that's a badass scene. With, yeah, have you seen it? No, no I've not seen Sausage Party. Uh, I have. I've seen it. Did, did I watch it with you? That's Probably. totally not equal. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't watch it with you. You didn't watch it in there. Really no. That movie is insane. Party if you watch Mad insane. Max. Deal. Right. Deal. All right. Easy. All right, so. And then you guys got to debate it. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's uh, the weirdest movie I've ever watched? Should we do like one minute each or five minutes at a No, you, you ask okay. us questions and then if you, you want if you want to kick one out and then give us debates, we have a one minute timer. I just want you guys to fight it out. Okay. Okay. Five minutes. Go ahead. Whoever wants to. You're directing this. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. Catch me if you can, because you guys are both looking at me. Uh, Catch me if you can, to me, it has the best story structure out of all of them. Uh, I think we have, we see the growth in both characters. We see, uh, from Leonardo DiCaprio's point of view, a kid that's pretending to be Flash. You know, he uses Barry Allen's name to to do these first crimes. I said that last Uh, time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then he slowly becomes more confident and daring, and his world expands and becomes more... uh, uh, enveloped and in, 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 in bringing in people he actually cares about and stuff like that and then finally we see him crash at the end on the tom hanks side we see him go from an agent that nobody trusts and then he has his two guys that are his lackeys basically that are following him throughout the agency and uh, he's trying to explain check laws and people aren't believing him and then slowly we start to see that the world starts to get bigger around him as well and it becomes a serious case people are actually starting to chase him down to where he finally gets interpol and the the, the french police with him it collides in a fantastic finale fantastic shot of where um tom hanks walks into a big room big printing room and we see the scattering of paper that's this checks being printed up by uh, leonardo dicaprio he's all in shambles and um and it's a great example of like the jig is up and even that relationship that they two have the mouth the cat and mouse relationship is truly like hey buddy it's time to rest you're caught now it's time to just relax um and then we also see through the leonardo's he's just tired of running and then they, uh, there is a moment where he sees his mom, sees that that door is closed, so he doesn't have to try to chase that anymore. Leonardo sees that. And then finally we see that Leonardo gets a job at the FBI. And um, and I feel like... And then there's even a little bit of uh, camaraderie that happens between the two because they've been through so much together. I feel you don't have that complete storyline in either of your guys' arguments. I think Terminal's great, but it's like what happens to this guy in a, in a Terminal. And it's one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. Arguably mm-hmm. one of my probably, you know, it's really good. It's in my top five. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it doesn't have, it has growth, but I don't think it has such a complete depiction of that growth as well. 
Um, and then in in uh, in uh, Saving Private Ryan, I, I think it's just it's a great story, and I think it's a story of its moments. But I feel like we don't see. To me, I'm not seeing the driving force behind it. I understand they're saving Private Ryan, but they lose so many people. To me, I get caught up into the world, and I'm and I'm losing sight of their mission while I'm watching the world fall apart around them. So I don't feel like it ha- it makes much sense to do what they're doing. When and say in Catch Me If You Can, I see the 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 hole that Leonardo's trying to fill in his soul because of his mom leaving, and I see um, the steadfast FBI agent that's trying to bring light to a crime that's not known yet. So I see both these guys. I see their their purpose and how they collide together and why it makes sense. So what do you guys got to defeat that? So I really like Catch Me If You Can, so I don't want to knock it. It's, it's on my list as my number two. But it's, it's like still one of the things about this. It's like all Tom Hanks' no great. wrong list. Yeah. Yeah. No matter uh, how you put it together. <laughs> but I like Terminal better. Um, so Tom Hanks is, is trapped in this terminal. He could just bust through the doors and leave and be an illegal immigrant in the in the country like everybody not everybody else but like many others he's tempting to do that yeah why, he, why is that better than Catch Me If You Can though there's a lot more heart in it a lot more mm-hmm. uh, moral, more moral guidance I guess because uh, he learns to fend for himself without having to take advantage of the system or or be you know corrupt or anything like that like he mm-hmm. could like I said he could, he could just he stands by his principles even yeah. when he's tempted not to be yeah. there and they're like when the, what was it when they were auctioning off items I don't know. There's all kinds of good parts in the movie. I can't remember, but because they get the lost and found is what they use it for blackjack or yeah. poker. And there's like this this love relationship, this kind of love hate relationship he has with this uh, Catherine Zeta Jones character, flight attendant. That he he starts to fall in love with her, but he doesn't really know how she is. She's like a wild, crazy American woman who's got too much going on in her life, and he just sees her as this cute lady that he you know sees walking around the terminal every once in a while, and you know tries to you know, sway her or whatever, try to date her, but uh, eventually she realizes that, you know, he's too innocent. I don't I don't want to ruin what he has going on and stuff like that. So they kinda go their separate ways. But well, I want to talk more about that. That's so first level. There's multiple layers to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I'm already past well, I know. We're almost out of time. Yeah, yeah, I was perfect amount of time for me <laughs> boys. Um all right, our time's up. <laughs> are you done to, are you done with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's more to the movie, right. but so private it's on my list. Yeah, private Ryan, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always been one of my favorite ones of my list, I guess, of my top mm-hmm. five that I put together. Um, I like it because it's a war movie. I love war movies. You get into it. There's a lot of action. Uh, like I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because I was like, uh, being whatever. I don't care about war movies. Yeah. <laughs> you think I it's would? The only one you think. Yeah, the, person, the only much. person of the three or four of us that's in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just. Have <laughs> they done that? It's not. It's in the Air Force. But <laughs> Fury and Hacksaw Ridge are really good. Fury is my favorite yeah. movie, pretty much like all the time. Hacksaw Ridge, I enjoyed though. I thought that oh was a good one. But I think anyway, yeah. most of our listeners are going to identify with Saving Private Ryan the most because it was the most popular of the three yeah. of these oh, yeah. three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you say to that yeah. in its popularity? Like you got to bash on them. Yeah, you counter them. it to us. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. I'm not good when it comes to debates. Yeah, that's... that's All right, Saving Private Ryan <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Apparently. Cause, uh, okay, so out of all these, Saving Private Ryan, man, there's so many crazy scenes that... Yeah, that's my number three to be watching. Mm. Um, so we'll get some more details on it later on. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'll go from number one. I have to go catch me as a can because Frank did actually um, defendable. Uh, besides that, but he kind of bashed on um, 
Uh, which one? I wrote it down somewhere. Terminal. Fast on Terminal, yeah. Right. So I kind of did want to hear some fight, you know. So I'm going to do Catch Me As a Can as number one. All right, good choice. Maybe this will be my list of like Tom Hanks movies I need to watch. It, if it is, then we're, it should probably be longer than five. Just go through some start. I think you need to watch like Polar all of Express. his films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a definite Christmas one. I watch that every Christmas. So our fans know, me and Joe both have membership cards for the Elk Grove chapter of the Tom Hanks fan club. <laughs> he made this and who, gave it to me. You, you have it in your wallet? I do. I have it in my file cabinet. Where is it? He made this? Right. I made it for his birthday one time. I think I gave you, I gave you that. What else would I give you? That's all you get. And it made no, me a movie. I gave you the Blu-ray to Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. That's what it was. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Legit handed me this. There it is. And I laughed oh my, my ass off. So that's maybe, literally with this picture on. It. That's yeah. what I said. Maybe some of our subscribers can uh, try to get in on that. I was like, out of everything, oh, out idea. of all the pictures you picked, you picked that. Yeah, it was off of Facebook. But yeah, I know. I actually <laughs> I laminated it and everything. This is amazing. Amber number one. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I have okay. one too, and it's like. And yeah. of all the pictures to pick for Tom, you picked that one too. That's just a great picture. It's pretty stupid. I mean, they're all great pictures, exactly. but I mean, you could have, you could have, yeah. All right. <laughs> All Country right. for Kid number two, perfect. Number I two. look like. Are you going to use this on some card? That's how you ladies I want to see you use that as an ID. The police pull you over and they're like, one sec. You walk away. Yeah. Or, I would let you go. I would let you go. All right. So, number two, uh, we'll start off with John this time. Oh, go oh, ahead. So, like my it. number two was going to be Catch Me If You Can. So, instead of that, I'll be fighting for the Terminal again. Terminal again? Okay. Yeah. So, Terminal is a great movie. Uh, I already went over a lot of it, but. Yeah, I'll probably come back to you when we go to our argument stage and tell me why there's a better. Yeah. Yours oh, is better than this. Yeah, it's my so, beating the same stuff. But, yeah. Um, then, yeah, we'll just uh, move on because you already told me enough. Yeah. Uh, Frank, number your number two? Apollo 13 from 1995. <laughs> that is a good Fuck, I actually know that one. <laughs> oh my god, it's one of the three movies he's ever seen. <laughs> okay. Alright, so Apollo 13 to me is uh, a movie, first off, directed by Ron Howard. It came out in 95. Um, it is an achievement in directing, acting, and uh, research. It's beautiful. So, a couple things. Uh, Directing-wise, it is two main sets that you see. You see the inside of the capsule, and you see inside Houston. And amongst those two sets, especially the capsule, they're very close, tight-knit spots, all based on the director. Or all, I'm sorry, all based on the actors. They have to emote danger when they're just looking at a panel full of lights. Mm -hmm. You do see some outside scenes, I think, believe the CGI that they're using when they're, like, slingshotting around the moon and stuff. But most of the danger, and even joy, is brought in through the actors bringing in this small, close, small little lunar lantern. <laughs> English is hard, guys. Yeah. Um, we're talking some of the greatest actors. Um, you got Hanks, and then you got Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise, Ed Harris, the man in black, Will from Westworld. He's in there. Um, there, uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, one of the big things that I really liked about this is they used the real dialogue between Houston and Apollo 13 during this film. Is that the, and the, because I'm getting, might get space movies mixed up. Is that the one where, is Samuel Jackson, who's the... I get that, and Who's Armageddon the, mixed up a lot. Am I thinking yeah, Armageddon? Bruce Willis. And, Bruce Willis uh, is in Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Jackson is not he's in not, this. Who's, who's, who's the guy that's... Um, that's Snakes on a Plane. I'm thinking... Uh, this, <laughs> sorry if this is bad, but who's the black guy on the computer with like a cigar? No, that's... that's, that's just, no, I know, but I'm not... Who Who does he talk to that says, Houston, we have a problem? Who's that actor? 
Oh, I think it was kind in of in Houston. It might have been Ron Howard's brother because he's in every one of Ron Howard's movies. Oh man, actually, okay. I'm taking that was more important. Oh, yeah. That was Apollo 13, though, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So they actually used dialogue from the actual emergency, and then uh, some. Some of my and I, a lot of this I really attribute to being Ron Howard's best film. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is they're like, we need to figure out a way to filter the air, and they're bringing in like all this like junk that happens to be on the ship that they don't necessarily need to be able to get it done. And I remember that scene where they're like walking through the the, the uh, hallways kind of at a brisk walk and you're like this is the nerds that are trying to stay contained that are in such a rush that are like at the edge of what they can do you know what I'm saying it was such a well done thing and then they poured it out and made kind of a mess and they're like figure it out and yeah. if you were to explain to somebody else like they bring in some junk pour it out and say we have to make an air filter that doesn't sound exciting the way it was captured made you at the edge of your feet like this is it guys yeah. be heroes now and it's just kind of a weird thing to explain as being heroes. Yeah, it was truly a moment where you you were that whole movie. You were sitting at the edge of your seat and you were actually visually watching very little. Mm. It was just so well captured. Yeah, yeah, that's my argument. I went over my thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure sorry, I was into that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, all right. So yeah. the look in your eyes, you were like <laughs> waiting for the climax of the movie. Just like, <laughs> no, really? looking in the tap's eyes. Plus, that one has a good soundtrack, right? That was the one with Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing. That was Armageddon. That's Armageddon, man. It worries me that you're space movies. Why is he the judge? All right, number two is Armageddon. If only Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks cameo, right? He's like, number two, Cloverfield Paradox. Tom Hanks played the asteroid. I just watched it. I just watched the phone when they got the call. I just watched the space movie, too, and I'm trying not to forget about it. Going into the galaxy. Damn it, why are you so confused? No, nothing. In the back, and that's gay. You're talking about Aliens. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so but the, that was Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie. You're way making yeah. that into a TV show too. Uh, okay. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Good so, news, good all right, number uh, two, Joe. I'm gonna say Brad Ryan still. Okay. Oh, okay. Why? Well, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I guess it's good. All right. So, Saving Private Ryan. I don't care saving what our next one is, but you're the judge on the Joe. Private Ryan. <laughs> I think I should be the judge for everything. It could be all about people named Joe, and you're going to be the judge on it. Be, I'll be the judge in everything. <laughs> saving Private Ryan, a Terminal, and then Apollo. Okay, so then, because I know Apollo's so good, I'm trying not to, I'm just going off of... Um, yeah, you want to get more information about the argument. Argument. Okay. You guys got to bash on Apollo 13, though. Just saying. It's hard, though. So Apollo right? 13 was good, but... Just do it. Armageddon was better. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It was like they did it, and then I, I want to argue that so hard. Like six years later, or whatever, they're like, you know what? I've I seen that. Okay, okay. Yeah. What? What? I just, side, okay, I then I got questions. It. What other characters in Terminal, like side characters, are there any good thing? Uh, well, so most of the movie is literally like kind of like Castaway. You're kind of following him by himself, mm-hmm. but then he does. He he gets he to have a Castaway feel to it. Yeah, because it's it's all about his personal character development. Him becoming, uh, him learning English and how to survive in a turmoil by himself. About directing scenes, anything? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's all it's, there's a lot of good scenes, but um, it's further on my list. If you want me to help you, I can. Nah, you don't have to, but if you want to, um, I mean, I'm sure it'll make it on the list somewhere. But it should. I remember. Uh, I can't. I can't pick out a specific scene. Um, the fountain scene, water fountain. Yeah, he builds a beautiful water fountain. From tiles uh, and like broken plates and stuff like that, um, but I don't know. I mean, that was, it was a good scene visually, but and I like how it explains the story about how I think it was Napoleon that did. He made a hundred of them to show his love. Yeah, and then so he made one because he's. Go ahead, credits. But so I, I can't. I can't remember the Tom, dialogue. Tom Hanks's character. You said that uh, just whatever, like 
has heart and moral guidance and stands by his principles. What about Tom Hanks' character in Apollo 13? When things are hitting the fan, he's the rock. Mm. They, right? You the have rock three. about to hit the earth on Armageddon. <laughs> you have three <laughs> men in a capsule that are all kind of losing it a little bit, you know? <laughs> and one of them wasn't supposed to be on the day. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay. We will not go down in the fight. Okay. I actually played that speech on Fourth of July. I tweeted about him for being for president, Bill Pullman for president. Oh uh, man! Um, so anyway, so yeah, so when you have these two, these three guys that are in there, they're all kind of losing it a little bit. Uh, you see Bill Paxton. We're talking Pullman. Don't mess me up. We had Bill Paxton kind of slightly starting to lose it a little bit. Uh, Kevin Bacon wasn't ever even really supposed to be on this. He was a backup. Oh, fuck and yeah, <laughs> and so they're both a little bit losing it, and it's and even Hanks. Hanks is not keeping it fully together, but he is the one keeping him focused. Like we just news. need to get home. He gives them the structure and the hope to survive until they land on Earth. Damn. Mm. So, so there is a good scene I can remember. The yeah, fight, fight me. Okay, so, tell me the scene, but fight me also. I want to hear why Tom Hanks is not acting, but a character wise. Yeah. Uh, so give me the scene that you're gonna say though. Oh, so first his acting is amazing because you don't realize who he is because his accent of a made up I think it's a made up language. Well even his face acting, I think it's yeah. maybe his best role acting was. Yeah. He must be method acting in this because you you don't see Annie Hanks in it until maybe No, yeah. I, it, I don't so what's Annie. what's uh because he gave me a foundation of uh Tom of the Hanks character. character is like the, the rock character. that's keeping the people yeah. together. Okay. So So one thing that he does since he's there so long, every day he has to go see this uh, one girl and apply to, to oh, be yeah. able to get out of there, right? So he goes and sees uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, what's uh, her name in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Gamora. Gamora. Gamora, yeah. So he goes and sees Gamora I every day. I love right? her. <laughs> and every day he brings her this, this application and she stamps it and she says, you know, I can't let you out. You're, you can't leave until your country's done with their war and they're recognized as blah, blah, blah. And so she says, why do you keep coming here? And he's like, well, I figure you have a 50-50 chance. You have a red stamp and a green stamp. So every day I come and I fill out the application I give it to you and I have a 50-50 chance of where's getting he, Where's the America. character from? Where is he from? Yeah. Kokosia. It's a fictional country. It's a made-up country. Oh, so this... Okay, okay. Yeah. It's this based off a true story of a Frenchman that stayed, stayed mm. in an airport, I want to say, for 13 years. Mm. God, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. 13 so, anyways, that was kind of cute. So he goes and sees her every day and gets to know her a little bit. And then he meets uh, one of the guys that's working in the kitchen. He drives the food truck back and forth that, yeah. brings the, that loads the food onto the planes. And he's like, you know, I really like that girl. I want to get to know her a little bit, but I don't know how to talk to her. So Victor goes and talks to her every day. So he asks her, asks him, like, hey, can you ask her these questions and get to know her for me and stuff like that? So through him, they get to know each other a little bit. And eventually, he connects them in a way that that guy proposes to Gamora. Now, how should <laughs> how should that character inspire me? Or Victor Dvorsky? Yeah. His character. Um, so there's another scene too where there's a guy who's freaking out and he's got a knife and he was yeah. threatening to kill himself and he's got a bunch of pills in his hands and and he, he doesn't speak any English nobody speaks his language but Victor's language is very similar to his like like Spanish like and na- neighboring countries yeah so uh, so Vic, they they come and find him like Victor we need your help we think you might be able to help bring him up there and the guy's freaking out he's got a knife to his own throat saying I'm gonna kill myself in this language if you guys don't let me out of here with these pills. The pills, as he explains to Victor, are for his dying father. And he was just trying to go to Canada, but his flight landed in the U.S. And so he said that since the pills are here, you have to have documentation from somebody of what they are. If not, we have to keep them. And so Victor's trying to explain it to him and trying to calm him down and stuff like that. And the guy's just freaking out. It's like, no, no, no. And they're, they're telling him, you know, we're going to take the pills and we're going to put you in custody. And that's that's it. And then Victor, because he's been going through all the paper and he's been spending so much time there going through all the applications, uh, he... he thinks about it for a second and tells the guy, oh, wait, no, 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 they're not for his dad. I misunderstood. He, he said the, the word, it sounds like dad, but it's actually in his language means goat. And so the the 
antagonist, the, the guy that runs the airport. Again, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. So he's exactly. he's like, well, Victor, clarify. What do you what do you mean by this? And he's like, no, no, yeah, it's not for dad. It's for his goat. It's 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 not for a person. It's for an animal. And so the the guy's holding the pills, just crying, and and the guy in charge of the the airport is is kind of getting pissed off of Victor because he knows. He tells Victor, "You know that if it, if the yeah. pills are for an animal, not a person, he doesn't need any kind of paperwork, right? Don't don't tell me. He's don't even lie like, to me. you know, Form Seventeen BC and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, yeah, that because it was Tom Hanks yeah. saying, you know, no, that. Stanley Tucci's telling him, the uh, director of the. Go ahead and the, finish the, it up. I'll explain a little more. So so he's getting pissed off at Victor. He's like, no no no. So you tell him. I want him to tell me in English. Those pills are for a goat, not for his dying mm-hmm. father. But those pills are for a goat. Yeah, and he can't say it. And so no, but the guy's yeah. freaking out, and and the it doesn't know how to say it. So. The security starts taking him away, and then you know Victor tells him, hey, you, have, they have, "You have to tell them what 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 I said." And so he says, "Go, medicine for goat, medicine for goat." He starts crying, and then they, the guy says, "Okay, let him go." He drops to the ground and and goes over and hugs Victor, just covered in tears. And then after all that, so Victor just saved this guy's father by allowing him to or by helping him through a loophole to be able to take his medicine to his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, the director of the air, of the terminal. Is so pissed off at Victor. He's like, you were supposed to be here to help us out, and now you just let this guy get away with whatever kind of pills those are. We don't know. He says they're for his dad, but you, you know, we don't really know. And so he's pissed off at him and trying to like, um, like hold it against really, him, yeah, yeah, yeah threatening yeah. him. And then, uh, sure enough, the director's boss it was on a tour with with <laughs> other higher ups or whatever, seeing him yelling at Victor and like holding the back of his neck and trying to punish him and stuff like that. Hmm. So after that story got out, that whole scene was an amazing scene. Very well played yes. out and, and good directing and everything. Then in the in the movie, after that story got out, he was a hero amongst the terminal. He was a mm-hmm. hero to all the employees. They were telling his story. When he was getting uh, punished or pinned down, his hand was scanning on the copier, making copies of his hand, handprint. So then they started posting that everywhere, and everyone was putting that up like their flag to support yeah. Victor Navorsky and his struggle in the terminal. Mm-hmm. Pretty, so they uh, called him the goat. That, yeah. was, the, that was the nickname. Victor, uh, Victor, uh, Victor the, goat, Navorsky. the goat. Yeah. Is that where that came from? Baseball time. Is that why they use that now? Yeah, yeah. it is. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that was a good. Scene was, right yeah, was, yeah. And yeah. at the very end, when the guy uses the mop to stop the plane, so that Victor's. Uh, it's because he inspires everybody around him. Yeah. Okay. But right. also, like, I, yeah. and Joe, real quick, why is uh, why is Tom Hanks' yeah. character better than these two? Okay. Oh, uh, because he's uh, oh, you know, a war hero, and he keeps his platoon together. Well, past our five minutes. I know, but I have to say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Get your monsters. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know, he was war hero. Keeps his platoon together. Fans of Saving Private Ryan hate uh, me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, which, which I feel bad for because, and it, luckily it's coming up for me as my number three. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't get chosen now. Because mm-hmm. I know it's a fan favorite. I know everybody's yeah, sitting here too. screaming at their <laughs> iPads. <laughs> <or iPods. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the villain of this podcast right now. <laughs> you are. At least on something. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm going to decide. Anything else you want to say real quick? No. Okay. Everyone tweet how much you hate Joy. I'm going to decide <laughs> uh, Terminal. Only because uh, when he really? described that scene, I painted beautiful images. I mean, I uh, yeah, he you did actually. That's right. that's right. I, I just that's, that's a good choice, man. Honestly. Yeah, it was tough. I know Apollo or Armageddon, one of those. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, that was a question. And I like how you described him. So I like, keep him coming if you want Apollo. But uh, just the way you um, your presentation of him like is what won it won me over. Thank thank you. Story structure wise, it's just not there. That's got it. I, I wanted to hear. I, I wanted to hear character. I wanted to hear why is his character written in this one? I don't know. I wanted to. I cared about that. Very good character. I really like the one. No. All right, moving on to three. All right, number three. Joe, go first. Or two minutes. Yeah. Uh, same for everyone. 
You can't use the Tiana rule. Princess Tiana oh, rule. Yeah. Only no, do it twice. For the fans, yeah. cannot have no uh, the same mm. selection okay. more than two times. Do we do catch me again? That was number one. That was number one. Way to show up. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Okay. Have you seen Forrest Gump? Yes, I have. I think that's an upset, right? That's the second movie you've ever seen. I mean, I've named my two movies that I picked. We saw Ant Man yesterday, so I know you've seen total three movies. You've seen the two movies I've picked. I'm just saying, I don't need to paint anything. You've seen it. Paint it yourself. All right, I want to start using the one minute for Joe instead of the two minutes. And then. No, no, no. fair enough for me. fair enough for me. You have got to say something about Forrest Gump. You can't just leave it like that. I swear to God, dude. How many times we go to Bubba Gump City? Or you, at least. Okay? Like once. My parents go there all the freaking time. I know. Forrest Gump all the time. Life's like a box of chocolate. Janai. You At least, what's your favorite scene from Forrest Gump? Uh, when he's sitting on the bench, yeah. the beginning to the end, everything about the movie, <laughs> and this one that starts in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you literally have so much to say right now; it's yeah, killing yeah. me right now. <laughs> You're gonna lose because you can only use what you say. <sighs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so the name is Forrest Gump. What's it about? Which is named after the second leader of the KKK. Keep going. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Everybody says it's the first leader, but it's actually the second. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't tolerate. That's like, where the forest part comes from. They mentioned in the movie. Like, Weird, you were bringing I, it up. I, I think I do remember <laughs> something like that. Yeah. In the movie, they mentioned it. They show him on horseback. Hey, but the movie's not just about the KKK, right? If you haven't seen <laughs> Actually, the movie, it's really not. It's yeah, not American history. Well, like, okay, so, okay. <laughs> You're movie. killing me, Joe. It's not even on my list. No, fuck it. That's it. That's no, it. No, let me get a little piece of it, okay? Get a little piece. So, the real important part of this movie is it's about a man who has uh, mental, uh, mental deficiencies. Yeah. And, and we're seeing, and so we're seeing how his heart is where he goes, you know, it's what drives him. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing his part in history. And we, and it's a, it's a bit of a, hodgepodge of history where there's always been um, Gump in there somewhere and so that's why that, that KKK thing actually yeah, doesn't matter because it's a piece of history but um, but it's following this guy's life through all these but it's following his life through yeah and so we're seeing a person who is just driven by emotion and by doing what he thinks is the right thing mm-hmm. what his mom raised him to be and we're seeing how he helped influence Elvis and he met JFK yeah. he was in Vietnam War we're seeing so we're seeing um, a couple decades and we're and we're living through American history through his eyes, mm-hmm. and he luckily has had the front row seat through all of it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're starting to f- we fall in love with American history over again uh, during some very terminal uh, uh, terrible times. It's through Vietnam War is a terrible time, and we get to see and it's something that you should have brought in Saving Private Ryan how he shows the <laughs> terribleness of war because he's sitting there and he's looking over um, Bubba and and we're seeing like this friendship that had blossomed in war is falling apart because of it. And, you know, we're just, it's constantly showing us the dark and good sides yeah. of, of it's it. It's like the good Very people and bad world. times. Yeah, and then we're seeing yeah. we're seeing civil unrest, and we're seeing all these things that he was a part of, and the the problems and some of the solutions that are all coming apart, are coming together. And then, you know, how just being a good person, following your heart, not necessarily your mind, has led him to success. Yeah. But even at that, though, if you talk about the movie by itself, I actually cared about more than just Forrest Gump's character. Like yeah. Bubba, you even care about Jenny's. Not you don't care about her, but she does a good role. She like wants, that crazy you ass want to straighten her life out. You yeah, know, you yeah. want to see her have a future. Uh, Private Dan, or yeah. Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, it's like Dan. You got legs, Lieutenant Dan. Do you know he does concerts for military people? Yeah, and they're actually Yeah, is that him? I don't know his name. But his band is called the Lieutenant Dan Band. That is awesome. Yeah, and he goes to different bases or overseas too and performs for. Military people. That's cool. He went I to like my base not too long ago. 
But I, I mean, obviously, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's kind of cool of him to. Kind of crazy. Green Mile, cool. Yeah. We'll oh yeah. <laughs> that was something with us before, but it's all. Right. All right, Forrest Gump, like uh, like Private Ryan sucks apparently. That's good. That's good. All right, number two, um, Frank. All right, um, I think I got to keep pushing Apollo thirteen. This will be my second okay. one, my last fight. Um, I think it does a great job showing the best of us. And I'm saying that, so I'm using it against Forrest Gump pretty much mm-hmm. to where it shows purely the best of us where ingenuity and intelligence are rewarded and bravery can be just moving forward instead of doing something, you know, it's just moving forward, just keeping your head up, get through this and you can pull it through. And it shows the heydays of NASA, something I think that we need to bring back is, is the best parts of NASA mm-hmm. where exploration and science can be beneficial and can bring a country together this is one of the moments where the entire united states and it was one of the first moments entire united states was watching their screens was watching their oh, yeah. so it united all of a nation together it's like the world cup <laughs> kind of like the world cup but i cared about it more once portugal's out i don't watch uh, world cup anymore <laughs> you know as soon as they got kicked out i my views of the world cup totally dropped i don't yeah. know who's in it right now yeah <laughs> uh, so but it was it was one of those moments where we came together as a people and almost the the america's hope brought them home you know what yeah. i'm saying we're all like just get home there was prayers and thoughts going out for them and then when they landed the country roared in celebration that kind of unity we almost don't get anymore we're too divisive so it reminds you of a time when we all were on the same page and yeah. it's kind of nice to see that again yeah yeah i think i think yeah a lot of that was um have to look into the good when things are bad, but we need to be united because that's what wins overall. Yeah, unity. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, say something to that, but all right. So okay. I'll, I'll say the rest of my time. But all right. John. So my uh, my number three is Castaway. Good movie. It's a really good movie. So if you haven't seen it, uh, Tom Hanks plays Chuck Nolan, who's a FedEx executive. Um, you see in the beginning of the movie, he's like managing the warehouse, whatever, trying to get the shipment out on time. I think it was wasn't it Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's in Russia. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's a good. That's scene. a really good scene. Yeah, he's yeah. got a little kid coming, following him with a stopwatch, and he's keeping keeping the time so they can hurry up get the the truck out at the right time. So yeah, uh, they're on a flight going overseas, and they hit turbulence or whatever lightning, and the the flight crashes, and he's the sole survivor of this flight. Ends up on an island, um, and so most of the movie you're just watching him learn how to survive on his own on this deserted island. Uh, he has like hardly any resources. Occasionally, a, a package would wash up from the ship or from the plane, and he, you know, open it and find a way to utilize it and stuff like that. But uh, he finds a volleyball that he—that's a Wilson brand volleyball. So he names him Wilson. He ends up—I don't remember how he got the baby we'll hand. Still on make it. that. He cut, yeah, uh, that ball he cut in the source. He cut himself. Oh, he cut his foot. Yeah, walking in the water trying to fish. Yeah. Yeah, and so the bloody handprint was like made a face, and then ever since then he's yeah. started calling him Wilson, and that. Ball was his companion throughout the movie, and actually they kind of did a good job making him into a character, even though they didn't do nothing, but it was Tom Hanks sitting by himself, staring into the distance half the movie, talking to this ball that you start to kind of feel for a little bit. And then he eventually gets gets, kind of builds like a raft and tries to make his way back to civilization, uh, in which Wilson sadly drifts away into the sea, and then he never sees him again. It's kind of a heartbreaking moment. And but he does find a way back to civilization. But then there's that whole dynamic of you thought the movie, I thought the movie was over. So it was such a good process and development of his character and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh wait, now he's this man that survived on an island. He's got to learn how to reintegrate back into society. And you see that like his wife moved on, 
and people aren't like he the the family he's coming back to or the situation he's coming back to isn't the same as he remembered so he's kind of got to start a new a new life when he gets back okay really good movie um so i got franks and he's persuading me because um i mean if the space force is a real thing i'm switching branches just saying (laughs) just saying but um i want to hear why your two characters are better than his character starting now Mm, i don't remember what was yours Force Gump. Oh, yeah, Force Gump is good too. Um, when you're, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think mine's better than Apollo because it's, you know, you see this guy who's, like Taft said earlier, you know, has challenges, special, special, special needs. needs. Yeah. Um, but he's just going through, like, American history, basically. You're kind of, like, getting this time lapse of him just having a front row ticket is a really good word. So all these cool things that happen throughout, you know, America. I mean, from just when he's running around the world, so you're getting sightseeing of just great, you know, uh, mountains and monuments, and I don't even remember where he goes exactly. Stuff like that. Uh, and he like runs across the country. Right? Yeah, he's like it's literally a good running. Slice of Americana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of um, like see him growing up with special needs and challenges and stuff like that to going to war. Even just like little things. There's a part where like he steps in shit, right? And somebody's just like, hey, you stepped in shit. And he's like, it happened. <laughs> and then the guy gets this million dollar idea where he's like, shit happens. I'm pretty sure you've seen bumper stickers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he like encouraged things like that. Um, I don't remember if it's like in the, be- the beginning or the end, but like even something to where he like invests in the apple. Yeah. Right? So he's just like, I invested in this little you know, fruit, this company. fruit company, yeah. whatever. And then you yeah. see like the apple logo and you're like, well, he's a billionaire now. <laughs> uh, I mean, just things like that. And it's just, you know, from racial segregation stuff like that he's mm-hmm. he's in there and, and the wars it's just it's one of the reasons i really love the movie is just like this whole history lesson in yeah one. i want to argue him if if, if it's later on john all right um i kind of explained most of the castaway but I, the biggest part to but me why is, is his character better, better than whatever the other two you see so like it's hard because he's trying to survive in space as well but seeing in Castaway, Chuck Nolan surviving on an island, it's like bringing man down to base instincts. Like, you need, you know, shelter, yeah. food, water, and maybe fire to survive. And how, like, when he makes fire for the first time, how excited he is because he's been trying and giving himself blisters for hours trying to, you know, was it, uh, you know, yeah, trying to trying to get fire started. And, uh, and yeah, he just, like, wars and celebrates on the beach being able to have fire because it means yeah he's gonna stay warm and he can now use it to make a signal to hopefully get the attention of a passing plane or boat uh, and then like he has a flashlight that he shines on the little pocket watch picture that he has of his wife and you know seeing him being able to look at that every night and remind himself of what's at home waiting for him if he ever makes it back home and and you know just remembering his loved ones and then eventually like the battery and the flashlight dies and you're like oh man does that mean like it's time for him to give up hope on ever returning home. That's deep. Was that the time that now she finally gave up on him? Does he think like, well, mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe my family gave up on me by now because this has been too long. I've been out here, you know, mm-hmm. too far away. He did. He did attempt suicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. He tried to hang himself and it didn't work. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rope ended up breaking on, on the, the test dummy. Test dummy. Yeah. And so um, it's just like so much. And there's so when you when you watch it, I didn't realize it until I watched it second or third time. There's so little dialogue. The whole time he's on the island, he almost doesn't talk. He talks to Wilson a little bit, but that's very little. For the most part, it's just you watching him do yeah, what he does. Yeah. 
And you think it'd be boring when I, the way I described it, it sounds like it's almost boring, but there's just so much emotion and everything yeah. he's doing on there. It's just, you want him to survive. You want to see him, you know, be successful, but at the same time, you're like, this guy has no chance. He just, yeah. He's on an island with almost nothing. Uh, he ends up using an ice skate to turn it into a, a tool to be able to cut things with and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's like very limited uh, chance of survival, but he he proves that human perseverance can outlast anything. Okay. <clears throat> Frank, anything to add? Okay, so against Forrest Gump's, um, I just, and, and even with Castaway, mm-hmm. I think both movies are very good, but like with Forrest Gump, it's just things that are happening. It's kind of like a Simpsons situation where it's just things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Castaway, he does have the motivation to survive, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's also somewhat of things are just happening when we have an actual purpose in Apollo 13. Well, things are just happening in space. Yeah. True, but but we're dri- <laughs> but he's they're driving on a mission. They're going to go there. The first plan is to land on the moon. Then it's to, to survive. We actually have a motion forward in the story. So the terminal's first plan so, was to fly over the ocean. That didn't work, but then they crashed. And his second second oh, goal on, is to castaway. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, castaway. Um. So yeah. So it's to survive, and that's a lot of the movies we're just seeing life on on. On the island. On the island. Yeah. We all agree great movies. Life on a space station or a shuttle. But there's there's a story there. You know what I'm saying? On Castaway, I think it's less of a story and more of the day-to-day life, which is still interesting. Very interesting movie. Very good movie. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more just things that are happening to him and and less about him actively pushing forward. And and with Forrest Gump, it's almost like just the passage of time is the only thing that's progressing Mm -hmm. in that whole movie. I don't... He's not developing as a character much. He does, but not by much. Castaway, he definitely develops. Yeah. And and we see the turmoil and everything on our actors in, in, in Apollo 13 mm-hmm. and what it does to them and how they push past it, push forward. And we, we almost are given hope. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I think for Forrest Gump with Blind Luck and for and for and, and Castaway, which I think has the best hope on this, is is it's the willingness to survive. And even then, he, he it's very faulting. Mm-hmm. And, and it happens, you know, but... Um, I just think that with Apollo 13, we actually get a more of a concise story that's pushing forward and actually has a, a, a point to make. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, then on the supporting cast, the scenes that you talked about, I think I'm going to just go Apollo 13 on that one okay. for sure. Um, and then I like the, just I guess a bigger mission. That's what it was. All right. So, so Apollo 13, so 13 is, is three. three. All right. Okay. So, let's start with Joe. Mm. For number four. <laughs> Forrest Gump again. Forrest Gump, okay. What about Forrest Gump? We didn't do this last time. What was the best part of the movie? His first name or his last name? <laughs> you got I don't know. I like it. What I love about the movie is just, it's just, it's, you know, Taps said he didn't, well, his argument against it was just that it's not, it's just the passage ongoing of time. passage yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what I. Love about it is just that it's it's all these different things back to you know American history just that happened throughout our history yeah. that this guy has a front row seat for and you get to see it from somebody who like Tap said maybe be lucky or whatever um, but he just you know he you get to see it I think that's just what I like it's not like there's a movie like it where you're getting all this all different type of story in one you know what I mean yeah. if you want to watch a more war movie. Go watch uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to watch a space movie? Go watch Armageddon. <laughs> but then you realize that the history of America is devastating. 
Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, there's a lot of great things that are happening. You know, if yeah, the world sucks, everything's devastating in the world. But that, I don't know. That's, that's one of the reasons I love yeah. this movie. Is it's just, you get this cool look at everything in one. It's a shame. And it, it's all it's all real it, shit too. Yeah, it yeah. shows like devastating parts of um, that's like American history, but yeah. it does like I guess like a learning from it or growing from it or something as a country could be in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you're like you're Apollo thirteen. That scene that you were talking about. And space and everyone uniting, it's kind of like, I guess, the ground version of what just a normal person is seeing. Yeah, so... Every, all the time, you know? So, so it's a shared experience that those decades were a shared experience amongst all of us where we grew. The country changed a lot in those, mm-hmm. those few years. Um, and we're seeing it happen around uh, Tom Hanks, so through, around Forrest Gump. Yeah. So it's it's almost like he's a blank slate so that we could insert ourselves yeah, into there it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, And so that we're like, oh yeah, if I was there, how would yeah. we... Because that's that's the beauty of, of, of Forrest Gump is he's yeah. kind of like a blank slate. He has a personality, don't get me wrong, but, but, it's but he doesn't show much personality or right. much opinion. He's, <laughs> he's very... So we can kind of almost impersonate or almost put ourselves into that situation and yeah. reminisce about yeah. a time where we were... Really and he's uh, really being the... Dumbness in those situations, I guess, or he's just kind of like there, like, he's oh, hello. And it's kind of like something that, like, yeah. us were like, what would we do if we were standing right there when this thing was happening, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Forrest Gump. John? Uh, so Forrest Gump's also on my list, but I'm still going to fight for Castaway for number four. Okay. okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another good scene. When he's, when he's trying to, when he, he builds a raft, takes a long time, so he's, he's motivated when he gets there, he's, devastated he's stuck on an island but eventually he picks himself up and starts working on making fire once he makes fire uh, i'm pretty sure it's not long after i mean he's wounded and tries to heal and stuff like that but it's not long after that after the failed suicide attempt that uh he starts to build a raft and with when the right stuff washes up he's able to make uh, a raft and get out of there when he's out at sea though after this relationship he's built with a freaking volleyball um i think that's one of the most emotional that seems kind of stupid one of the most emotional parts of the movie is when he's on the raft and he's just barely surviving because the water's rolling over him and he just needs to hang on and hopefully that'll go somewhere. And uh, Wilson flies off the raft and ends up, he sees him in the distance in the water and it was really good directing, really good shots because you see, not only do you see like almost out of range, I mean just out of reach and then further out of range where you can barely see him is Wilson bobbing in the water, out of sight, back into sight, out of sight again. Then you see Wilson's perspective. You see the ball looking back, almost developing more character to the ball. Like, oh my gosh, he's watching Tom Hanks float away. And it's just like, god dang, that's so good. Because now you see the, the raft and what the perspective of the ball is. Like, the, the, yeah. you know, the raft is getting further away. And think, it adds yeah. character to the ball that's just a volleyball. I think Castaway, you're saying, like, you said last time, is it, it could sound boring. boring. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I just watched The Quiet Place when that first came out. And there's oh, literally no talking in it except for like little tiny parts. And that's the end and yeah. like in the middle. That was a great movie. Um, yeah, but even at that, you think you'd be bored. But the acting and the story or whatever mm-hmm. is what's pulling you in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the body language is almost enough. Yeah. And I think my argument towards that one was actually the same argument I had against me last time. Mm-hmm. Was that, you know, what one of you just said actually is it's, it's all acting. Mm-hmm. It's carried by the acting in the yeah. movie. I mean, obviously, like you said, it is a little boring, but it's a great film. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, because we're not judging by acting. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good movie because the acting. Right, the acting is great. The movie is good because it's definitely top two acting, no doubt. If you plugged in somebody else in that role, I don't think they would have been able to express the emotions as well as he did. No, 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 no. Make you fall in love with an inanimate object. So you think the fact that you actually felt sad when you went away? You're like, oh my god, have you eaten today? Like, have you had fresh water? No, that doesn't matter. There's a my favorite volleyball is out in the water, and I'm gonna lose forever. That movie's shit without oh, the acting. No, 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 no. Think I don't think the movie's shit. Well, you're, without the acting, though. Without, without the acting. that level of acting? Without yeah. that level of acting, so nobody would have nobody would have been able to carry that movie. So I don't yours think as a movie by itself is better than his. You think somebody else could have played think, Forrest Gump? You as think well that, as he, that movie written on a script? Yeah, probably. This is interesting. Probably. Somebody probably could have played a. Real Forrest quick Gump. note, Tom Hardy another good moment of directing. Because that movie was During that same scene after... Yeah. Is when he's sitting there floating on on the raft, and yeah. the ball has, and Wilson has left. You feel hopeless. It's, they purposely show the endless horizon around him. Yeah, he's yeah. actually laying on the raft, not paying attention to anything. He's just giving up. Yeah, and then the way that ship comes in, yeah. and it just takes up the whole screen mm-hmm. when it comes up behind him. It's is, overcoming. It's, it's so overcoming. Yeah. yeah, to where it's oh, he almost doesn't just like. And he doesn't, he doesn't care anymore. He's, he's like already. He's, he's like, like right there on the, 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 the lifeline. He's that like right there on the lifeline. You know, it was yeah. a really good piece of directing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, all around directing, yeah. Yeah. acting. Yeah. It was great. But uh, maybe not script writing. That's uh, that's where my fault short. I think it was. Well, yeah, maybe they maybe they could have added more to it. I think it's still phenomenal. Script. It's still really good. Yeah, your number four, Frank. Go ahead. Saving Private Ryan. It didn't make the list right. I just want to double check. Uh, did he? No, I know he's fought in it for. Are we gonna... doing like a rebuttal? Because I th- think well, he's, number... he uses two, but I didn't use any of it. All right, we're gonna count that. Gonna I count. have to because he did do justice. <laughs> justice. <laughs> All right, now, then we'll let it slide. It's on my list. I don't want to keep hearing so. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this will be the last time you hear about it. Last time you hear about it. Dang. Blows. How many times have you? Oh, you used Terminal before. Okay. Um, okay. So, Saving Private Ryan. Mm. To me, it does a really good job of showing us because in history at this time, before World War II, war was seen more of like uh, an honorable thing you went off and did, got your valor, came back. Uh, we saw in in Civil War it happened in our backyard, so it was a little bit more of like, and it was the first time we had photographs, mm-hmm. so you saw the brutality of war. And then in World War II, we had World War One, and in World War Two, it was on a global global site we had a common enemy you know a lot of us had a common enemy and so it was this thing that was just throw numbers at it and and it was destroying families you know Mm -hmm. and so i think they did a great job of actually depicting it uh joe and i had talked about this before and you were talking about joe how people were actually leaving the theater so that that opening scene of normandy right that's when the beaches of normandy it's like in movie uh history i guess it's it's the most what's the word most accurate like, visceral. accurate and, and, and visceral. real yeah. visceral is that the one um, where they're like losing their guts and shit yeah yeah when the very opening scene where the boats dock right yeah, yeah. that was opening scene that's the normality yeah and he sees he's like uh, he has a little bit of like shell shock yeah yeah but it's been so like so historically accurate and and from like real to film I guess I don't know that's what I was kind of hoping but it was so real that when people we're watching the film, uh, veterans, people, people that were there or whatever, and just in war, I guess, at that time, just literally had to walk out yeah, and leave. Yeah. They just did not come back. They just up and Right. Around. So I'm going to add just a little bit more time to mine, just because I... I no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Effort. Sorry about that. Thank no. you. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, so, and then throughout the whole time, we see we see shots of, like, when the planes fly low, and we see, like, these big, tra- uh, um, the tanks next to them and stuff like that. 
we see our characters are almost small in this world. And so it kind of shows like this big global effort that, that the Allied forces had. And, and, and we're purposely, the way it was filmed is we're seeing our characters almost kind of small. And so it shows that like, they're just a little piece trying to survive in this whole thing. And now they have to go save one man. And so you, you get this whole thing of like, can they do it? It's almost like a mouse with like cupboard stuff falling around them and they're just kind of dodging everything. We see a scene where um, they meet other soldiers and they move on. So there's so stories happening all over the place and they're just one story. And then we really see um, their relationship, how their camaraderie keeps them alive and keeps them sane and how little mistakes and stuff like that can be made that affect everybody around you. And I think it's a good moment of where Band of Brothers, which is kind of like a sequel. Did you watch it to it. No, I, uh, I, I, I am pur purchasing it soon enough. But, but that's exactly it. It was a band of brothers. So they were they were together to survive in a very big world. That's it. Remember, it's on Amazon TV. I told you last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm actually, there's a collector's edition at uh, Target. I want to get it's like the 10K. Yeah, seven. I've seen that. I thought of buying it too, but it's like 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. I got It's great, dude. You'll love it. You'll thank me. I, well, not me, but. I'll thank, I'll thank Tom Hanks. It's Spielberg. All right, so. Um, I got a lot of Castaway and I got a lot of Forrest Gump, but I need. You're selling me on Castaway so far, so I just need Most to hear fun. how these two compete, or all of them. Yeah, Forrest Gump too, so let's do it. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, Saving Private Ryan's an ensemble cast, so we see yeah. multiple people lean on each other for support, and we see how sticking together keeps them alive and, uh, and, and, and even ineffective in moments, you know what mm. I'm saying? And so we're seeing more humanity out of a group of people than we do out of one man trying to survive mm. because they're, they're going through situations that are changing, that are, that are always coming at them in a different way. Like, I think possibly the best scene of the entire movie, while everybody talks about the beach scene, talks about the final fight and stuff like that, might be when they're in the church. And we're hearing them, these men who have survived everything and they're just talking together and they're just sleeping in the church. We talk about how there's there's men that have passed away. Oh, they got the peed on the jackets. And they're talking about people, and then it almost dawns on you later on that like, oh, these are guys that all died, and they they live in their memories. And so then as the movie goes on, and more of the cast that you've been following dies, you're thinking of Private Ryan and how these men will live in their memory. And sure enough, Private Ryan as an old man is at the cemetery, visiting them and giving them respect and telling them basically, I have lived up to your dreams or up to what you wanted me to live up to. You still live in my memory. And so I just think that's how America should treat their troops and, and everything like that is just to continuously honor them. And this movie did a really good job of that. Look how you plug that in. Yeah. Sorry for the troop thing. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> what did yours do for the troop stuff? Um, <laughs> you so, took resources to go look for one map. <laughs> when they needed supplies on the front line, FedEx was there. <laughs> Except for that one plane that crashed and then they totally got left No, out. but really, I do like the way that they, it shows oh, it's honoring our troops. I'm not just necessarily plugging to yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think I mean, that's almost any military, like Black Hawk Down or any Yeah, but I, I like the way movie. it was like live... You know how they tell you, Matt Damon, um, to like live Coco? honorable. <laughs> like, live honorable because you've we've given this to you, yeah. basically. I really like the way they did that. Yeah. And that really goes for America. Like, they're fighting for our freedom. Enjoy it. Everything like that. Yeah. I we know all of our... our lives to give you a better life. Don't waste it. Don't I know that's very it. United States. Freedom. We have a lot of listeners that are in Europe and other across the world, stuff like that. So, yeah. that might not ring true to everybody, but it does ring for most of our listeners. Yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I already went on and on about yeah, Castaway, so... But Castaway over uh, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, it's just a better movie. If you were bored and you wanted to watch a good movie, would you sit down and watch Castaway or Saving Private Ryan? I would watch Castaway probably twice. So. I'd watch Saving Private Ryan three times. I probably... <laughs> I would watch okay. Saving Private Ryan over Castaway. Uh, okay. In a heartbeat, sorry. Oh, man. This is kind of killing me. 
And even though th- this one, his movie's in the midst of a war, I think there's a lot more emotion yeah. carried out or or yeah. displayed yeah. by Tom Hanks in Castaway. By Tom Hanks, or in, in general. I no, mean, okay, y- y'all might be mad at me. When uh, Vin Diesel's dying there, and he's like, "Give this letter to my dad." It's full of rain and Vin blood. And a lot of people. Oh, so many people. Okay. Um, now you guys might hate me, and I kind of hate myself a little bit, but only because John sold me on. A solo His person acting? making the movie. <laughs> the solo person making the whole it's movie, you can still be into it. Yeah. Only because I could, I just related to it with um, him by himself making it. Just related to The Quiet Place, like I was saying. Yeah. There's literally like just, no talking yeah. in that movie for a little, but I'm still sucked into it. Mm-hmm. So if I could somehow still be sucked into that movie, then mm-hmm. it would be amazing. what it is. You're like, yeah. whatever. It's, ama- it's got to be amazing acting and directing yeah. side by side. There's no supporting cast. There's no nothing. Words. Saving Private Ryan is obviously, if you were to put like both scripts in front of me, I'm going to pick that one all day. Mm. But just because of how the movie turned out, it's I'm easy. just going to go with Castaway. She was Tom Hanks that carried it. No. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Castaway. I like it. Castaway's number four. Which now, Forrest Gump is not anymore, which is crazy. I, not to be, he's not even in my top five. It, it was it's not even in my really? honorable mentions. Dang. Wow. My honorable Forrest mentions is you. Toy Story 3, A League of Their Own, and Castaway. A League of Their Own. I don't know why you keep trying to shoot that. Yeah. <laughs> good movie. He yeah. was bored that it's summer. Not, it's not. No, I'm not telling you. It's <laughs> Dang. Not, you, know, you guys, a lot of our listeners is listening to me and saying, why is it in your top five? It's it's not a great Tom Hanks role, exactly. which it is a good Tom Hanks role. It's not one of his best. But as a whole movie, it is fantastic. It's really good. Mm. Easy watching. You gotta watch it. Maybe if they remake it, that'd be a good one to remake. There's no need to. It's uh, perfect. No, you couldn't read it. You gotta rewatch it. It's Madonna's best acting, which is not saying much. That's not saying anything. <laughs> but it, she it, was in a movie. She actually did a really good job acting in that movie. So yeah. <laughs> she parts of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what do you got? Uh, what do last round, five? number five. Joe, I need you to get on the board. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to get on board. I'm trying to get one of his on the board. No, it was yeah, the last one I can use is Green right. Mile. Oh, oh fuck. That's I good. think that's the least one I, gonna, can, I can... Are you going to jack this one up? Are you going with Green Mile? That's the only one I can go with. Okay. I actually crossed that one off because I thought I need to make sure Saving Private Ryan gets on this list. But Green Mile is very good. Yeah, no, I was actually going to go with Green Mile as well. Sell me. Uh, is that Shawshank? Redemption? <laughs> 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 help me out here. I'm calling in a life. I'm literally going to be beating you, but or I'm trying to beat you, but okay. All right, all right. we're going Green Mile. Uh, I mean, you already beat him no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, where's my list for Green Mile? Okay, so Green Mile, it's based on... <laughs> 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 well, because it's in my top five, so you know, I have, I have no favorite one on Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. But no shit. <laughs> I go way prepared than you do. Want to see my one? list? Is that the, I do. Is that the one with Jack Nicholson you can't handle the truth? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut your whore mouth. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, okay, so this is... <laughs> speaking for Joe, uh, directed by... Steve, or not directed, it's based off of a book by Stephen King. It's got uh, Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, Bonnie Hunt in it. Uh, that's his wife. Um, it's a really good job of showing flaws in our prison system and how it existed back then. Back then it even showed... Um, so it still exists, but the racial divide in the country and stuff like that. Uh, Tom Coffey, who... Just stereotypically looked like the dangerous guy to these these John, white folks down there. John Coffey. I didn't. Did I say John? You said Tom, right? Oh, maybe I said Tom. Uh, right. John Coffey. Anyways, um, they saw him and they just assumed he's the one that killed the two little girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets thrown into prison and then we find out that um, he's kind of a gentle giant. He reminds me of Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. um, where he's he's pure goodness. That's one thing I like about John Coffey is there is not a bad thing about him. He is pure goodness, and to a point where he might even be heavenly good, mm-hmm. because he actually gives immortal. A version of immortality, extended life at least, to both the mouse and to Tom Hanks, um, which is the Stephen King twist because <laughs> there's magic in it. 
Um, and yeah, yeah and, it, and it showed the flaws because if you were to look at those prisoners, which one is the most dangerous of all those prisoners? Yeah. There's, there's one that was actually a prisoner, but the other one was one of the guards, Percy. And so you actually saw that with rehabilitation, the one that had the pet mouse probably could have been saved. Uh, with rehabilitation or understanding, John Coffey shouldn't even have been in there. Um, even the man, the, the first one to be executed, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's a really great actor. But anyways, even he was a gentle person who probably could have used rehabilitation, but instead went to the execution chair. Uh, whatever yeah, he, uh, the big, uh, the big guy, right? Yeah, he was a pretty big guy. Yeah, he, uh, he died recently. Yeah, huh? did he? I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, first. you're talking about uh, Michael? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did die, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so no matter what your beliefs are in death penalty and stuff like that, this movie brings up the questioning of it. So I think there is kind of a deeper meaning in the movie of like good, innocent, not even, not even necessarily innocent, good people that deserve a second chance are being taken away. Yeah. And, and people that don't deserve a second chance that are out there purely for selfish reasons like Percy... Uh, because of knowing the right people can get into positions that are just power. Uh, they, they only seek power. Yeah, they they get into positions of power and only create devastation because of it, and and they're corrupting. Mm-hmm. And so I think we I think it really examines character and their position in the in, in the world. Okay, so that was Joe's job, uh, Joe. number one. Yeah, you must have done good. You, you, know, you, you must have done good in school. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> If school was about movies, then he would have been great. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean I I'm talking about like, uh, really just fun, like but... I guess writing shit or something. I don't know. I could talk all day. I can't write for shit. Well, I got a lot of words. It's debate mm-hmm. class. Uh, okay. Yeah. Frank, let me just hear your real last one. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should go to John's. I'm going to get back to it. Uh, we'll go save him for Ryan again. I think everybody deserves to be on the list. Um, yeah. It's really good. It shows a piece of, of, of history, not just American history, as a global history. Yeah. Um, it was a time when we were united um in in just self-preservation mm-hmm. and just trying to keep ourselves alive and uh, we had one constant force we were trying to, to go against um we saw we saw the we saw the people of war not just the military or just the numbers like oh yeah. fourteen thousand dead in this war or ten thousand yeah. in that war no we saw the people john or tom hanks was a teacher that just wanted to get back to teaching but he knew he had to do his duty yeah. And when his job was to go save this one kid in the middle of France, I want to say France, um, that's what he did. And it cost him his life, and he just said, please earn this. Yeah. And I think um, I think it, it showed uh, how, how it is just, it's people. They're neighbors, our future soldiers and past soldiers. And, and I think that's what this movie really did, is it showed just the terribleness of us going, of us being, of war, not us going to war, but of war, of how it's people versus people, and the decisions made at a level that are beyond any of these people are putting them in front of bullets. And in any other day, at any other circumstances, who knows what could have happened. But it's people that are being lost for under orders. And so uh, we really see um, we just we really see the humanity of these people and and them surviving amongst some inhumane conditions. Okay. Hmm. Well said. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, John. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. What will be your last one? Oh, also the only movie you've seen on this list. Fuck out of here! You just—I cannot see him, and I feel like I already know. Him. I could talk about him more than you right now. Okay, okay. All right, go. Uh, I think we we'll go with Green Mile as well. It was for me. It's between Green Mile and Force Gump, but I, I don't know. Just, yeah. Force has been kind of fought for already, so we'll go with Green Mile. 
Okay. Um, anything to add on? Yeah, Frank already went over Joe's, a lot of it. Uh, but, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything Joe to add? Joe and Frank speak for, uh, for him on a lot of it. Um, so I want to point out a scene where they have John Coffey, uh, after they kind of discover he has these healing powers, the the big prisoner they have that they're kind of leery about, he's, he's like, what, seven feet tall or whatever, and he takes up the whole room when he walks in, but... Um, so he's intimidating, but at the same time, when you talk to him, he's so humble and sensitive and like a sweet-natured guy. Um, so they trust him, and once they find that he can heal, um, they take him totally illegally. They uh, take him out of the prison and bring him to the warden's house where his wife has been... Wasn't the warden? It, yeah. uh, where his wife had, had was fighting cancer. And... Um, and she's been getting worse and worse and not able to get out of bed. And it's like she maybe has like a week to live kind of thing. And so uh, they trust him to come into the room and put his hands on her. And she he takes yeah, the yeah, sickness yeah. from her, you know, and heals I've, her. I've seen that. Yeah, it's an intense scene when you think about it because he could, they think that he's, <laughs> he snapped these little girls' necks. The yeah, little girls, yeah, yeah. He, that's why he's in prison. Yeah. And they, as the law, would say, yep, this guy's a murderer, snap little girls' necks, goes to prison. Like that's just what they, you know. But. These guys got to know him enough to realize that he can't be what we think he is. Yeah. And they trust him enough not to just bring him to some lady's house, but their bosses, the warden's house, and, and trust his sickly dying wife in this guy's hands. And the fact that he's you know he's able to heal her instead of walking in and saying, you know what, I'm in a position of power now and snap her neck or whatever. Um, he, you know, is a lot, a lot better guy than that and, and saves her instead. Okay. So that was just like a cool kind of emotional scene and Kinda, I don't know. I like okay. it. Yeah. Good part. All right. So, um, do we need a fight? Do you want to? It's between Green Mile and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. Do you want to hear any uh, arguments, or are you, you're good with that? I mean, do you have? No, it's I mean, a, you you're said the judge. A lot of Private Ryan already. Yeah. Um, I could keep going on like the special effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I'll just decide this one. Um, I would be pissed. If Saving Private Ryan was on this thing. <laughs> but Green Mile is a pretty, uh, I guess, powerful and a different switch. In the, not powerful, I would say. I like the twist. Yeah, yeah sorry, I didn't mean Stephen King's up. But fuck, man. Saving Private Ryan and the scenes and how that's what I meant to say powerful in. Like, there's more, I don't know. I guess it catches you more, mm-hmm. I guess. Gets the feels. You uh, remember I gotta, it more. I think I think it, like, affects you more. You yeah, know? there you go. Uh, I'm going to do Saving Private Ryan. And it is Pardon tied directly into our history, so it's kind of a lot of yeah. more emotional appeal. Yeah, yeah I get that. All right, so that that's everything. Uh, what's, our, what's our five to one? T- five to one is going to be Saving Private Ryan is five. Four, Castaway. Five, or three, Apollo. Sorry. Counting backwards is like really hard. Huh? <laughs> well, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at number three, and I'm looking at 13, Apollo 13. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> up with these numbers. Um, three, Apollo 13, two, Terminal, and one, Catch Me If You Can. Nice. Uh, That's a good list right there. It's pretty solid. If you haven't seen any of those movies, we can't recommend it enough <laughs> yeah. that you watch That's those what movies. you're doing to go watch. If you're uh, on this podcast about Tom Hanks, you probably should watch those movies. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm going to go home and watch... Uh, which ones have I seen? Catch Me If You Can. I've actually yeah. haven't seen yeah, only two of them. Out of that list. Catch Me If You Can and Terminal. I have not seen Out of that seen. list. What? Go watch Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are so. both amazing. I mean, I'd say watch Catch Me If You Can first, though. It is good. Terminal, yeah. you got to watch. Like, Take your time and soak yeah. it in because it's a lot. But I do want to You'll enjoy Catch Me If You Can. I do want to rewatch Apollo 13, though. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it in a long awesome. time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the one with the aliens, right? <laughs> 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 Alright. I think, um... You should have ended it on there. Click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're listening. That's what the Indians, right? Or aliens. 
I like to twist it. Is that it? Where's the goodbye? I like to twist it real quick. Uh, Frank actually got three on the board. One, two, three. Yeah, three. So I get all those points that we. No, I think Joe helped you a lot with saving private saving private Ryan. Thank you, Joe. So, You're welcome. Yeah, but then John with two. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, uh, honorable mentions. we got to make sure Green Miles mentioned because it was a good one. Yeah, um, super good. Toy Story 3, A League of Their Own. Cast mm-hmm. uh, on. Okay. Um, there's so um, Nobody wanted... Um, Forrest Gump. Um, Saving Mr. Banks? Nah, Very I good acting. Seen. I don't think the movies actually, yeah, like storyline-wise. Yeah, is yeah. you're right. I only cared about Tom Hanks as being Walt. But then I didn't care the about the girl that made yeah. Mary Poppins, like, so much of the backstory. Like, I'd rather have what was going on then instead of so much of there her There should be past. a movie called Walt. That's about Walt Disney. Him and, yeah. um, what's it? What's his there partner? Do you remember his partner? Yeah, but... But it's not, like... It's not a... Grade a, a it's not, like, A-plus. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. Is it by Tom Hanks? No, Tom Hanks? no. Okay, that's what I want. I want a Tom Hanks movie. It's yeah. funny, actually. <laughs> Kid who plays Walt. It's, like, a B-movie, almost. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But, uh... The kid who actually plays Walt. I don't know the fun fact. I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, have you seen Rookie of the Year? Uh, yes. Rowan Gardner, right? Yeah. That's the kid who plays Walt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's just older. I could see him playing a young Walt, yeah. That's what, is what it is. This is oh, okay, Walt. it's when he's like... It's first... all like him starting his business. What is his partner's name that did like a lot of the uh, animated... Oh, his brother. Oh, what's, what's Ub Iwerks. Ub Iwerks. Yeah. you see the drunk history about them? No, I don't. You should watch it. It's he, fantastic. He um, is actually the, the Walt Disney logo writing. It was all up. Yeah. Walt's penmanship was horrible. Yeah, and he, he left, too. I'm reading a biography about him, and he left and went somewhere else. He was the one who stayed him. with him the longest. Yeah. Actually. Then got a new he contract. Went a lot of people. He got a new contract, and later on down the road, I guess Walt like called him back, and then they hooked back yeah, up. Yeah, if, it was, if, if I remember correctly, it was literally because Walt was just like, I can't pay you anymore. You need yeah, to go. Was, and yeah. he was like, no, I'm going to stick with you. Yeah. Well, according to Drunk History, which is the most accurate form of history, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a there was a according moment, to the Onion dot com. <laughs> there was a moment where like a kid wanted an autograph, and so yeah. he just gave him a piece of paper, took yeah. a piece of paper, gave it over to Ub, like yeah. yeah, take care of it or whatever, drawing a Mickey or something like that. And I was like, screw you, buddy. And then that, according to Drunk History, which is again so. Well, what used to do actually in the park was he had already pre-signed uh, autographs. Nice. So when people would be kids would come up to him because kids knew who he was parents right. I guess still didn't really he's know he's the face but, of the company yeah right? and his thing was always you know it's Disneyland it's not me yeah so when he was in the park walking around when people would go to him you know instead of causing a big scene yeah, it's <laughs> smelled like out. drugs yeah I'm, re- I'm reading this book about him and it'd be crazy to see Tom Hanks play him throughout the life yeah. throughout his life how far in are you on that book um Oh man, I just finished all the talk about him and the Universal and how he kept getting screwed with the contracts. Um, from uh, he got screwed a lot, man. Yeah. A lot of people would sign him over. Oh, and everybody's gone for him. Yeah. yeah, that's why Oswald was gone for so long. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was reading all that. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm pretty far. I'm pretty much like yeah. So they recently just got the rights back. Yeah, a few years ago. It goes on forever, crazy. but I'm pretty much like right before Disneyland, I believe. Okay, so because we we need to find it. Are you joining the book club? Uh, yes. Okay, we need to find a book for that. Yeah. So I thought if you weren't too far, we'd use that. Either way. All right. Um, Yeah, anyway. uh, All right, so. (laughs) uh, Thank you guys very much for listening. Please check us out on all social medias. You'll hear them at the end of the episode. Um, We have a Redbubble shop up now that has our shirts and iPhone cases, and you guys know how Redbubble works. Um, uh, Anything you buy there, we get a little little chunk of that, and it'll help us buy new mics so we don't sound so terrible. Let's echo. (laughs) Let's echo, yeah. Um, Thank you guys again, and uh, that's about it. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the top five. We would love to hear on how we could improve the show and any suggestions on future topics. You can find us on our website at thetop5podcast.com. Email us at thetop5podcast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at thetop5cast. And we are on Facebook as Top5SpaceFrank. Lastly, we are on Patreon under the Top5Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you.